Good morning, everyone. Uh, our first reading, we're being told uh, that uh, well, Moses is urging the people to obey God's law. Um, and he presents it, uh, for me, in a very odd way because he is the giver of the law. Remember, he brings the Ten Commandments and he would go on uh, to write 600 other uh, precepts to go with it. But what he's saying is um, you need to obey God's law. Uh, and he's saying it's not something imposed from the outside. It's not something that's a burden. And this is where it's funny for me because he actually presents something <laughs> to them from the outside. Stones with a law written on it. Uh, but then he goes on to say, uh, it is within you. It springs up within you. And he's saying it is written upon your hearts. You already know it. All you have to do is do it. And what he's saying is what we already know. It is written on the heart. Every human person understands the law. God's law. They know because their conscience will let them know. The only ones who really don't know what's going on are true socio sociopaths. They really don't understand. But everyone else understands. St. Paul is asserting the absolute supremacy of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Uh, he will go on to tell us that Almost in these words, every time you hear the word wisdom used in Old Testament, it is referring to him. He has been there from the beginning. And everything is held together by him. If you want to know uh, God, you want to know uh, eternal life, you want to know happiness, you want to look at him, meaning Jesus and what he has done. And this becomes important because of our gospel. We are told a lawyer comes, that's the scholar of the law, a lawyer, uh, the lawyer comes to Jesus with a question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what does the law say? The lawyer responds by reciting the commandments, Leviticus and Deuteronomy. And he, of course, he knows the lawyer knows the law. He knows it at, just naturally as he breathes. He knows everything about it. And he's able to quote immediately. They are the way to eternal life. He knows that. And so do each one of you. You may not be a lawyer, but you know what the law says. So you also know. The way to eternal life, as the first reading tells us, is not a mystery. It is not hidden in some secret book. It is not assessed by some secret prayer that no one knows. It is not uh, some monastery atop some mountain somewhere. It is written upon your hearts, and today it is found in all the Gospels for everyone to read, and just about everybody anywhere has access to it. Jesus made it real understandable by taking those two commandments uh, that the lawyer puts forth. Love God and love your neighbor. Very simple. The lawyer should have stopped, <laughs> but he didn't. We're told why. He wanted to justify himself. What he doesn't know is that he's speaking to God. Jesus, the Son of God, he's speaking to God. And the lawyer asks condescendingly, and who is my neighbor? You need to know, neighbor in that time meant the people who were in your town, 
So for us, if we were to apply that principle, anybody in Gig Harbor, anybody else, not your neighbor. The lawyer should have known better. But this was the custom of understanding. So when we look at this, the question that he's posing, it is a lawyer, uh, meaning, to whom do I have responsibility of? And the implication is, who is not my neighbor? You see, I'm posing it in the negative. Who don't I have to bother with? Who can I ignore? So Jesus tells a story. A man is robbed and beaten on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. It is less than 29 miles. And uh, where they're at is about uh, 3,000 miles east. And 3,000 feet east, so half a mile. It is a very dangerous road then. It is, from my understanding, still a very dangerous road uh, today. Jesus goes on to specifically say something. Now, he begins by saying, a man, just a man, some man is walking. Jesus is always very detailed. The Jew, the Samaritan, the Seraphonician, he's very clear. The Greek, here he just says, the man. Then he moves into great detail. A priest and a Levite pass by the injured man and do nothing. The priest is from the tribe of Aaron. He would have attended to the temple. The Levite is uh, from the tribe of Moses. And he would have been what is known as, in our day, a deacon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> he would have done the job of a deacon. Both of them are very religious people. You need to know, and I'll put this out there. In their time, they could not touch a dead person. If you touch a dead person, you yourself become unclean. And for the, uh, for the priest, uh, it would take um, till sunset, and he had to do rituals. For the Levite, it would be seven days. That means he couldn't go into the temple. He couldn't offer prayer. However, both of them are religious. They also understand the laws of Moses. There is an obligation to Cain, saw, but they went across the road. You see, they didn't even know if the man was dead or alive. You see what I'm getting at? They didn't bother. Jesus then clearly states the Samaritan. You already know about the Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans don't like each other. But what you don't know, perhaps, is that the Samaritans and the Jews were once one family. They were family. This is a family feud. There was a war. They got separated. Some of them went to Samaria. And when they went there, they began to, and this is what's really biting, they began to intermarry. And with Jews, you could not do that. So they began to marry the pagans. And then when the healing began and they were to come back together, the Jews said, absolutely not you bunch of half-breeds. Remember, they thought they were considered to be dogs. Remember what Jesus says to the Seraphonician woman? It's not proper for me to throw scraps to the dogs. 
See, it all ties in. Jesus is, because he's going to break a stereotype. That's why he did that. But he says, the Samaritan comes by and helps the man. He doesn't bother uh, to care for the cost. He doesn't care what trouble. And the Samaritan is in Jewish territory. He ran the risk of Jews putting forth, he did that to the man. He did that to the Jew. You see, so uh, there could have been trouble for him, but he puts it all aside and he helps the man. Our neighbor is the person who is in need, who is put forth in front of us or who crosses our path. Too often, one tries to avoid the challenge of that simple truth. You see, the priest and the Levite just simply went across the road. We're just going, we just, I don't see him. Oh, yeah, Father, back then they did that. I'm going to use the commandments. Honor your father and your mother. Oh, of course, Father. But now my father and mother, you don't know them. Hmm. Respect church authority. Of course, Father, we need authority. But not you. Not this pastor. Not this bishop. Not this pope. I will not. Care about our neighbor? Sure. But not my neighbors. You have no idea what kind of people they are. Forgive your enemies? Sure, but not the people who hurt me. Absolutely not. You see, no one moves away. In other words, when the challenge of our Lord and Savior's teachings, the gospel becomes so real and so specific and so personal, one becomes as subtle as tax attorneys trying to avoid, here you go, here's your loophole. The priest and the Levite in the parable were not mean-spirited. There's nothing to indicate that. They likely felt sorry uh, for the man that they did see. And they probably would have agreed. Somebody needs to help him. But not me. I can help people. But not this one. Not now. Maybe the next one. It is so easy for us to avoid the call of the gospel when it becomes too real and too local and too personal and too specific. The man on the side of the road, we knew where he was coming from. He was coming from Jerusalem. That meant he was a Jew, but Jesus did not say that. Jesus simply says he's a man. The man inside the road reminds us that the will of God and the way of holiness and the true imitation of wisdom, meaning Jesus Christ, and of being a practicing Catholic is in serving others, is in caring for those who are in need the stranger, the family member, the neighbor, 
the test of Christian love, and love of God and love of neighbor is not really found in grand pilgrimages to all the holy sites. It's not found in all the great books written by our great Catholic theologians. It is found in what we do to the person who is on that side of the road that is just trying to get over there. That need may be money, it may be time, it is certainly compassion. Anyone who thinks that religion without compassion is a religion is a fool. There is no such thing. Religion must have compassion. This is one of the teachings that Jesus is getting forth with the law. He knew the lawyer didn't understand. He made it very clear to him how to understand and apply the law. My friends, last night I told people the principle of holiness, of eternal life, are universal. But the path of holiness and the path to eternal life is not universal. It is actually very personal and very specific. And it is a path that runs right through your life. And as Moses says, get on it. <laughs> Do it. A lot of people, I'm telling you as the priest, a lot of people walk along the side of holiness, but not on the path of it. It's too demanding, Father. Well, if you want eternal life, you better get on that road and start walking it. The other thing Jesus does when he says, the man... He breaks down every stereotype that has ever been and ever will be. In God's eyes, the neighbor is anyone he created. No more will anyone be able to use, he's not of my color of skin. He's not of my creed. He's not of my religion. He is not of my political persuasion. Jesus has smashed that permanently. Neighbor is any human person, regardless of creed, color, religion. We need to understand this. My friends, the thing about that lawyer, Jesus says, who do you think is the neighbor? The lawyer could not even muster the ability to say the word Samaritan. He couldn't even say it. He tells Jesus, the one Oh, you're the one who did mercy. When the lawyer admitted, the one who showed mercy, Jesus opens up the notion not only to his mind but to us that our neighbor includes every person of every race, of every creed, of every color, of every nationality. In God's eyes, that is who our neighbor is. You may have a different definition, but when you get to heaven, you are going to regret it. Let us remember. Let us do what our, the first reading do. 
and the second reading, do what you see your Savior doing. No, you are not Jesus. I hate when people, I really despise when people say, what would Jesus do? I don't know because I'm not him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm his servant. So I will do what a servant's supposed to do. I will imitate the master as much as possible.